Hey, chiropractors, welcome to Modern Chiropractic Mastery with your host, Dr. Kevin Christie, where we discuss the latest in marketing, business, and professional growth with some of the leading experts in the industry. Hey, docs, welcome to another episode of Modern Chiropractic Mastery. This is your host, Dr. Kevin Christie, and today I'm excited to bring back Dennis McEntee, who I've known from my strategic coach group, who is an expert in leadership, has built a great business. Uh, him and his wife, Lisa, um, have a new training out, which I'm really excited about. And we dive into the idea of emotional intelligence. And it's something that goes unsaid a lot. And we really haven't had that topic on here before. And we've heard of EQ maybe or emotional intelligence. And it's just, it's so valuable and you can get better at it. And I think as a chiropractor, it's so important uh, not only for your team members, but also really your patients too, right? So a lot of times when um, we talk about leadership, emotional intelligence, we may only think about leading your team at work. You know, it's become a big business uh, trend to improve your leadership. And it's, a lot of times the there's a lot of factors with leadership, as we know, but emotional intelligence is a big part of that. And it's always just pertaining to your say your employees or your team members, but it really for you as chiropractors is huge for your patient base as well. I mean, it can be the silent killer of your practice if you're, uh, you know, just be blunt with you and be candid. If you as the treating chiropractor lacks emotional intelligence, and I know there's some out there that do, and I do know you can get better at it. You may not be the best ever at it if you're not inclined for that, uh, but you can improve it, get better at it, and it'll serve you in almost every facet of your life. And Dennis is a great resource for this information, and he's got a really nice gift for you, a little master class on how to master your emotions and transform your life. And you'll get that link at the end of this episode, and it's in the show notes as well. Um, and so definitely check that out in the show notes for the link. And you'll get a little short masterclass on how to master your emotions and transform your life. And in this episode, we dive into uh, some of the pertinent topics within that. And I think it becomes a very good dialogue around it and having some candid conversations uh, on this topic. And I think it's something that you really should consider. Uh, you know, as this episode comes out, it's towards the end of the year. I like to set um, kind of themes for particular years. I haven't set my 2024 yet, but for me, 2023 was a leadership themed year. Uh, and I did a lot around that and it's been a great year around it. I'm continuing to improve on it. And so for you in 2024, uh, maybe uh, just working on your emotional intelligence a little bit or your EQ is what is uh, needed for your practice, for your family, for yourself, and for your team members. And so without further ado, here is my interview with Dennis McEntee. All right, welcome to the show, Dennis. I really appreciate your your time today. We've had you on the show uh, before, which is which was exciting. And you know, I've got to know you well in our strategic coach meetings quarterly, and uh, always learning from you. And I'm excited to have you on today to talk about emotional intelligence and what that is, and and how that can be improved, how that improves your leadership, and all things uh, around that. Obviously, your group is specializing in leadership for, for many types of uh, entities and, and people. So I'd love for you to, 
to kind of give us a little bit of brief on on yourself and your group, and then we'll dive into emotional intelligence. Well, thanks, Kevin. And I, I'm always honored to be with you because uh, I always get smarter. Anytime we ever talk, like you always, you got one little nugget or something that just huh, never thought about that. So I love it when we connect, whether it's a coach or on the phone, you, you always, you always have a nugget. And uh, I, I think maybe what um, I'm super passionate about is, you know, why do winners win and why do people succeed and what does success look like? And we've kind of fashioned our group, not so much about the how-tos of leadership because Kevin, they're all, they're everywhere, right? It's like, how many how-to books are there in the world? And, and what we've discovered is that how-tos were enough when we would all be skinny, we would all be rich and we would all be happy, right? It's like, I don't need another diet book, right? Come on. And, and even a little bit, Kevin, like I don't need another marketing book. It's like, I just need some help emotionally to go how do I overcome these kind of things? How do I over like do the hard things, right? Because it's like I know what to do. The problem is, is I just don't want to do it. So, so Kevin, this fascinating thing that happened a couple of weeks ago. So we're empty nesters right now, and my wife has this philosophy of I'm going to buy ice cream and I'm going to put it in the freezer, and it's just for the kids Sunday night when they come over for dinner. But you know what I realize? It's like it's impossible for the ice cream to sit in the freezer, right? It's like it's I know I'm not supposed to eat ice cream, but what's the problem? I want it, right? It's like I have this emotional desire for ice cream. And I think these are the roadblocks that people don't talk about, right? We have all the how-tos. Here's how you do Here's how you do this. Here's how you do this. Here's. But then it's like, how do, how do I go through those hard things, right? It's like um, having a hard conversation. Well, it's like, I know what to do to have a hard conversation. I know how to be really clear. But what's the problem? I don't want to do it, right? It's uncomfortable. It's, you know, it's, I'm uncertain, so how do you navigate through these uncertainties and uncomfortableness? And that's what we've discovered is like leaders grow to their pain tolerance. Mm -hmm. And so every level that you go, right, it's another level of pain. Like Kevin, think about growing your practice. Yep. Isn't that what happened? Right. It's like you jump to this level and it's like, oh, well, look, there's the pain of delegation. There's a pain of like, you know, um, communication and what are my clients and my patients going to think and all those kind of things. So. I think that's what really intrigues me and fascinates me just about leadership. And I think we're the only company out there that's really focusing in on that emotional component of leadership. Yeah, it's, it's so huge. And you know, there's a few few things that you talked about there. But one of the things I've been kind of uh, riffing on as a, a newer parent and, and also working with chiropractors mm -hmm. and in you know myself, my own businesses, is that you know, there's that, and I've said this a couple of times recently on the podcast, but uh, I can't assume everybody's heard it. And I, I mean, we can piggyback it off it with your knowledge is that, um, you know, in parenting, uh, there's that saying is you, you need to prepare the kid for the world and, and not the world for the kid. And, and it's the same way that I'm finding in business, uh, in, in leadership and in, in dealing with people is that it, you're going to be really fighting an uphill battle if you think you can prepare uh, the business, the profession of chiropractic, your team, all those things, if you're going to prepare that for you versus you preparing yourself for all that is to, is to come. And, and I remember, uh, about five years ago, hearing Tony Robbins speak about issues that come up. Right. And he's like, you know, I've got multiple companies where obviously multiple millions of dollars in revenue spanned over different companies. He's got tons of people at work for him. And he's like, if I didn't have issues popping up, then I, there would be something wrong with that because there's just so many big things that we're trying to do. And we're, we're trying to, to grow. We're trying to expand. And he's like, so I've had to really 
prepare myself for that and know that that's always going to be coming and it's going to be how I handle it versus expecting there not to be any issues. And I think that's the first overall conceptual thing we have to digest. Would, would you agree to that? Yeah, I, I think, you know, Kevin, if we're not careful, it's like we end up living in the fantasy world. Right. It's like we, th that we have this picture of how the world is supposed to be or it should be, right? We, we just shit all over the place. Well, it shouldn't be this. It shouldn't be this. And it's like, hey, just tell the truth about reality, right? This is the reality because your brain always goes to work on the truth and on specifics. And, and, and it's sort of like, I'm sure you've heard like T. Harbecker made this statement really popular. E plus R equals O, right? Events plus my response equals the outcome. Well, it's like they have all these things I can't control, these events, right? It's like this happens, this happens, but I'm ridiculously in charge of, of my response. And, and so I think sometimes leaders, if we're not careful, we get into this fantasy world and then we're mad, right? We're frustrated. It, it, and then it's like, that's, it, that's what we really kind of dive into is like, what do you do with that frustration? What do you, what do, you do with the mad I feel to, to coin Mr. Rogers, one of my favorite all-time business coaches, Fred Rogers, right? What to do with the mad you feel? And it, it really, it's like, if we're not careful, because sometimes it's like, when we get into that emotion, it's like you're on drugs. I, I ask people all the time, it's like, hey, how many people have ever said something out of anger you never meant to say? And it's, everybody's done this. Well, because when you're in that emotion, it's like, you don't think straight, you don't, you, you don't see things. And so many times it's like when we have obstacles, right? And then we're like, have this emotion attached to it. Because Kevin, here's a great statement. Have you ever seen a problem that didn't have an emotion attached to it? No, they never, right? And then what's even funnier or more interesting is that what people typically bring you the emotion before they bring you the problem. Kevin, I'm so mad. And then blank, right? It's like the emotion and then you got the problem. And it's like learning to separate those two, I think is really, is really the power. But if we're just in that emotion, it's like, we're just in fantasy. Yeah, no doubt about it. And that's, I've been on kind of a, over the last year and a half, uh, really trying to develop as, as a leader. Um, you know, I know I've, I've been fortunate enough to work through some of your material that you provided me. And, you know, you talk about blind spots in, in, in one lesson. And I realize I still have blind spots, but I've done a lot to try to uncover as many of my blind spots as possible. I even did a kind of a 360 review. And, and I understand that I've got certain blind spots there, but I've uncovered a a few this year and I feel like it's helped me out uh, emotionally and, you know, under the guise of emotional intelligence. Uh, but one was, you know, ultimately, um, you know, I, I know that there's, I, I do really well. Like if you gave me a hundred people to interact with, whether it's patients, colleagues, team members, friends, out of those like a hundred, I actually do pretty damn well with about 85% of them, right? So 85 of them, I would have a, a long standing, good working or personal or, or whatever relationship. Um, there's about 10 to 15 where I know it just, I just don't do well with them. It, it could be how they, it could be their personality, it could be how they handle themselves. It could be nothing of fault to them. It's just a oil and water thing for me. And so I've gotten better at um, kind of recognizing that because it's uh, over the years, there's been a handful of those types of folks where it's just, there's just no way I, I can deal with it uh, and, and really uh, mix. What, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, am I, I could be in the wrong on that completely and I should try to aim to be a, 
emotionally intelligent with a hundred percent of the people, or is there just times where you just got to realize like, this just isn't a, a working relationship again, be it for me, be it a patient, a team member, a colleague, a, a, a friend, or, or just someone in my personal life. Yeah. You know, I, I think you're accurate with that because I think you have to look at like, you know, boundaries mm -hmm. and you and create some filters and, and we have internal boundaries of like, you know, Hey, this is, this is my internal, this is how I treat people. Right. But then we have external boundaries of like, Hey, this is how I expect to be treated. And, you know, one, one good way it, you know, since we're both in coach, we'll talk about Dan Sullivan real quick is that he has this idea. We'll give credit to where credit's do, right. Is that you always want to be the buyer, not the seller. Yeah. And, and when you kind of like walk through that, I, I've created what I call a fee. Okay, for me, it's in my own filter. And I think this really helps people. So here's the fee, F-E-E. -E. If you're in my life, right? If, if you're going to get close to me, you have to pay the fee. And here's the fee, Kevin. You have to be fun, right? If you're just not fun, it's like, life's too, right? If, if the project is not fun. Um, E, it's got to be easy. There's just got to be an ease to it. It's still, it's still work. But it's like, Kevin, like when you and I get together, it's like, we see each other like once a quarter. But when I sit down next to you, it's like, I just, I just talked to you yesterday. Right. There's just this ease to our conversation. And then the other E is energy. It's got to be life giving and produce energy. So I look at life through sort of like that filter and it just, it helps me become the buyer. Yeah. Right. Because like I, I can help a lot of people, but not everybody. There's like levels of access to my life. I think that keeps you free a little bit. Right. Because even say the other 15 people, like you can still help them, Kevin. Right. They could still, you know, buy your book and, you know, be, you know, be a part of the Facebook group and, you know, maybe even be a client. But as far as like Kevin being like best friends or buddies, that, right, it, that, that's a different story. And I think that that keeps you out of your own personal drama sometimes because we have these expectations that like, well, 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 I just should be kind and I should, you know, be close. And some people just don't qualify. And I think that's just a very healthy, you know, and then I have this idea, Kevin, that, everybody's doing the best they can right now with where they're at. Mm -hmm. And it kind of keeps me out of my own drama, right? Because people don't do things to hurt me. They just do things to get needs met. Now, I didn't say it didn't hurt, but when these things happen and they kind of hurt, I just go, you know, they're doing the best they can. They just don't know any better. It, whether that's true or not, that story, that story that I'm making up keeps my own drama like in check. It just keeps me from like not emotionally exploding. So... I just, I've created just some boundaries and I think that's healthy. I love that. You know, and it's the, that is the tricky part about what we do as, as doctors, chiropractors is, you know, we may see, we may have 30 interactions in a given day as far as patient encounters. Yeah. And you got a lot of different types of personalities. And then you have to understand like a lot of them are coming in in pain and they're, and they're not in their best state hey. or self. Yeah. Uh, and I've gotten much better over the years uh, with that. It's, it's been impressive what it's, um, done for me as a human being, being in the position we are. And I think we can't discount that as, as chiropractors. And I'll tell a little bit of a story and then go on to the next one was, uh, you know, I was, I was busy with patients and I had a patient that came in. It's, it's not someone that I have seen, but he's a patient of my practice. He was seeing one of the other doctors and, you know, long story short, he, he, uh, he came in, uh, his son, his adult son was having a, a real psychiatric, uh, breakdown like real bad into institutionalize and his son was trying to you know kind of connected to like what was going on with his spine so he brought in this x-ray and and his dad was real emotional and i had to bring him into a room and talking was like 
and I had to level with them. I had to be empathetic and and tell them I was like, look, you're, there's nothing I'm going to read on your on, on the spinal X-ray to uh, connect the dots to a, a mental um, condition, right? In that regard, and yep. so uh, it, it was hard for him, and he was in tears, and it was like, you know, it's, it's sometimes we we deal with some really heavy shit in 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 care and have to do that, and um, it definitely helps uh, understand where other people are coming from, and I think we can naturally as chiropractors and I'll kind of put a bow on this here in a second. Um, if, as you've, you're just going to naturally over the years improve in your emotional intelligence mm -hmm. through patient care, as long as you are cognizant of that. And then that should help, you know, carry over to other aspects of, of your leadership and your, just your, your development through, uh, through mm -hmm. your growth. Right. The second thing I've kind of come to grips with and, I just want to touch on it a little bit and then move on to the next uh, is that uh, leadership versus management. I've noticed that for me, I struggle yeah. with management and I do well, do well enough and I always can improve with, with leadership. Can you tell me what the difference is even from like, a, we, we kind of know structurally what it is difference, but like, what's that, that psychological difference there? Because it's a big, big dichotomy for me in, in my professional and personal life. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So it's almost like hand versus heart. Okay. Right? So management, what I look at it is, is all about the hand, right? It's, mm -hmm. it's all about the structure. Um, but leadership is all about the heart. And when I think about leadership, it's like, Kevin, when I'm leading you, I mean, cause, cause the only way that I know I'm a leader, there's only one way to prove it is if I have followers, right? Cause if I don't have followers, like we can talk about leadership and, oh yeah, I'm a leader. But if nobody's following you, you are not a leader. In fact, even when I come into practices and, and work with groups, it's like, sometimes like the doc is not the leader, right? It's this nurse that's been there for like 20 years and who, and it's like the person that everybody listens to, or it's not the practice manager. That's the leader, right? It's like, you know, this other person that everybody listens to. So when you think about it, it's like, how do I grab people's hearts? Right? So like grab your heart, the hands with it. And I think leadership is all about getting the things I can't pay for. Right. If I'm managing Kevin, I can, I'm paying for your time. You're there eight to five. You're going to do this job. But what I can't pay for is your creativity, your passion, your engagement, your ideas. Right. And so it's like, those are the things that I heard. So I think that's where I kind of look at it. Like leadership, about the heart management, about the, you know, about the hand yeah. and, and you need the management. Right. And honestly, Kevin, I'm not a great manager, but you know, our, right. But, but our practice grew when I found somebody who was a great manager that could help manage the team. Yeah. And then I just spent my time just leading them, engaging them. And then Kevin, it's, it's so much more enjoyable when you really build a team that way. And that's what I have started to do and have done, uh, especially in the MCM business and, and now into um, my, my chiropractic practice. I'm always with the two businesses, you know, always yeah, a lot going on, but we've done a, a really good job with an MCM to do that. And it's really made a huge difference uh, in, in our team's culture, uh, in my peace of mind and, and all those things. So that was a, a second big uh, awareness I had or a blind spot I used to have that I'm, that's no longer a blind spot. Uh, and we're still working on improving it. But I just wanted to say this about Life Bus, Kevin. It's what other people see about you, but you don't see. And I just want to applaud you for doing a 360 because that's a lot of courage. I mean, you no, know, the truth is not fun, but I just want to applaud you because now that it's out in the open, now you can deal with it. So gradually, and that's the stuff that makes you a great leader. And it's not that you don't have blind spots, 
but it's like you, you recognize them and you're open about them and that makes all the difference. So kudos. To yeah. You. I guess the first step is, is admitting, right? <laughs> uh, let's take a break from today's episode and announce our first sponsor. This is going to be Propel Marketing and Design. I've known Darcy Sullivan for years. We've worked hand in hand on my websites. I don't trust anybody else uh, to do this search engine optimization. She does a great job. There's there's so much to it. A lot of a lot of the lingo and the words are beyond my uh, comprehension, but it's just amazing work that she does. And if you're really going to get results with Google, you have to make sure your website is SEO optimized. And I really don't want you doing it yourself as a chiropractor. So I, you, you just have to have this type of stuff done. And if you're looking to get more organic online traffic that pulls in new patients, Propel Marketing and Design is currently offering chiropractors who listen to this podcast a free SEO website review. The free review will help you uncover methods that will improve your website and boost your search engine visibility. Head over to propelyourcompany.com slash chiropractor and schedule your free SEO website review. You won't regret it. She gets great results. Your website needs this. Your search results need this. Head on over there to propelyourcompany.com slash chiropractor to get your free SEO website review. Let's take a short break for one of our great sponsors, TrackStat. It is a new type of software plugin for your EHR that combines patient communication, marketing, automation, and statistics with patient and employee tracking. Built by chiropractors for chiropractors, it shows your team what to focus on each day. See patient visit habits, missing information, unpaid bills, insurance collection visit average, and more. Great visibility of data so you can focus on filling your office with your best patients. When you can see what your staff and patients are doing or not doing and take action accordingly, your profits naturally grow. Take TrackStat for a test drive in your office with our free trial. Not a techie, no problem, we can help. To get started on your free trial, visit trackstat.org and watch the demo. That is trackstat.org. But yeah, so then the, the, cause it kind of, that, this kind of rolls into like my third thing that I really realized about myself more towards the end of last, probably this time last year. So about a year ago was that, you know, to improve as a leader for me, I didn't need a lot more say motivational stuff. You know, we had mentioned Tony Robbins earlier and he's obviously yep. great in a lot of ways. I didn't need someone to come in and, and try to rah, rah and motivate me to improve it. I really needed to get more deep, kind of deep rooted, uh, because I didn't need that sugar high. And I think sometimes the motivational stuff for people is a sugar high and they don't understand why it doesn't, it doesn't last. And so for me, I needed to get real deep on that. And I noticed for me that I was in a much freer mindset and a lot more my, um, the true essence of myself, uh, cause I can joke around with patients. I, you know, I can have a good time but a lot of times what would eat at that or just my overall leadership or emotional state was certain stressors, right? Like cash flow crunch, um, you know, feeling like you're a team member short. So there's a lot of things that, you know, personal life things. There's stuff that uh, if we're not careful as chiropractors or just in general, we bring that uh, and it overlays uh, who uh, who the essence of we of we are who we are as a person, 
and we go and we aren't showing up as the best version of ourselves. And so I needed to really get clear on that. If I was going to improve my emotional intelligence, which ultimately improved leadership, was had to get uh, super clear on getting deep to it. So what are some of your thoughts on people um, really getting to the essence of who they are? Because would you agree that sometimes if you removed a lot of the clutter and crap and stress and they would be a better version of themselves and more emotionally intelligent? 100%. Well, I, I think you have to like look at like, you know, your emotions just tell you a story. And the way that I look at emotions is they're just information. And so when you think about stress, it's just information, right? It, and it's not, it doesn't have a good or bad, but if you know how to use it, and I think the key with the, like this whole idea of emotional intelligence is like, okay, I feel stress. How do I use it for my advantage? A lot of people think of it as a disadvantage. And here's what we discover is there's an underlying emotion with most of these things. And it's typically fear, right? So I feel stress. The other day, I just, I just kind of just woke up, I just kind of felt stress. And I go, okay, Dennis, what are you afraid of? And I said, well, I'm afraid of this, losing this client. Yep. And as once I discovered this is what I was afraid of, then I could, all of a sudden I could go into that place of watch and then start to work on it. Hmm. Instead of like, because here's what happens with leaders is you feel the stress and you just kind of bake in it. And you just kind of sit in it and you just don't know what to do with it. And it's actually just telling you a story. So when you go, okay, it's just information. Okay. You know, I feel angry. I feel frustrated. And here's what's interesting, Kevin, is that when you feel all of these, say like emotions that you perceive as negative, and there's really no negative emotions, but you perceive them as you don't want to have them. They're telling you a story. Here's what they're typically telling you. They're typically telling you that, that this is something you care about. Right. Because think about it, you're not stressed about things you don't care about. Mm -hmm. Right. If you didn't care, if you didn't care about growing your practice, Kevin, you wouldn't be stressed. If you wouldn't care about like your cash, you'd be like, well, whatever. Yeah, whatever. You know, I see two patients today, whatever. You know, we're going to play, play golf. I'm not stressed. Right. But it's like, no, I care about this. So it's just telling me a story. This is what I care about. And then how do I use it actually for an advantage? In this way, it's like all of these emotional roadblocks actually become the roadmap. It's like your roadblocks and the roadmap. And, and, and then when you can use the roadblocks to actually become your, a better version of yourself. But if you just sit in it, yeah, it totally destroys like the essence of who you are. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. That's, that's great. You know, and it's like, I had a, a an upheaval this year in, in business as, as you and I have talked about where I had exited patient care and now I'm back in it uh, full time and, and wasn't uh, predicting that or, or preparing for that, but um, we're actually doing great. And it's one of the things that uh, I listened to a podcast and I had actually mentioned it in one of the coach meetings. It just was something that really helped me out. And I forget what her name was, but she talked about uh, resiliency, right? And, yeah. and, I, and the way she defined resiliency was not bouncing back, right? We hear that all the time is like, oh, that person's gritty resilient. They always bounce back. But she talked about actually bouncing forward, right? And I really, really helped out with that to, to give me some more confidence when things are mm -hmm. tricky or when you mentioned you have those roadblocks, it's like, okay, this could be an opportunity to bounce yeah. forward. And, you know, this year, um, like we're, it's now no, uh, October, almost November, uh, both companies are in a much better place right now than they were, uh, prior to that big upheaval. And it's been amazing to see how the team has worked. Uh, I, I've kind of dove all in and took it head on and I, and we've definitely bounced forward, not just bouncing back, which has been 
really cool to see. And then there's something coming up on the horizon here in, in early 2024, uh, which I'm excited about. And, and, and that wouldn't have happened if if this upheaval didn't happen, right? Uh, and it's the same thing like back in, in my personal life I had. So I think, you know, I try to give as much um, candor and, 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 and clarity to my audience as possible. It's like some of these things are going to happen in your business life. And some of them are going to happen in your personal life and bouncing forward is going to be huge, right? I, I've told, told the story MCM really is a, a derivative of a couple other things I started back in 2015, you know, going through separation and divorce. And it was my outlet to create and build something to, to, um, eat up that kind of free time and space that I now had as a single person. And I was like, I didn't want to be at the bars and I didn't want to be at the clubs and I didn't want to be sulking in my own misery. So I was, I had an outlet of, okay, let's do, let's do podcasting. Let's create content. Let's do that. And I didn't even monetize it for, for two years. Uh, but then I've bounced forward from that yeah. personally and professionally. Now I'm in a great marriage, great kids, the whole nine yards. And so I think uh, a big part of someone uh, improving their emotional intelligence would be that. Can you, can you speak to that a bit? Well, Kevin, and this is what I love about you is that like you took like this roadblock and this obstacle and this constraint and you learn to appreciate it, right? When things appreciate, they go up in value. My money appreciates, it goes up in value. My real estate, it goes up. So I want things to appreciate. So if I take my roadblock, instead of being mad at it, I appreciate it. I let it go up in value. It, when it's more, and then it becomes valuable to me. It's like, hey, what is this teaching me? Hey, what can I learn? What else can I do, right? And, and you can either think that things happen either to you or things happen for you, right? So Kevin, as you've kind of gone through like the upheaval sort of in your business and had the doc leave and you could have said, oh, this is happening to me, right? But what I love, and we've had this conversation is you're like, okay, what does this make possible? Hey, this is happening for me. And Kevin, I'd love to do a podcast just with you and talk about what you learned. Yeah. Or just maybe a sidebar. I'm sure we could spend hours just like, I want to know everything that you learned through this because I want to learn from it. Yeah. Right. And it's like, you would have never got that learning if you didn't go through this upheaval. And so if you, when you realize that you go, wow, I really appreciate that. I learned this and this and this, right. MCM was a strategic byproduct, right. Oh, you went through those tough times and you're like, mm -hmm. oh, but this is what it made possible. I had all this free time. Let's go create this. And so it's, I think you just have to have that mindset is like, it's a roadblock and how do you appreciate it? And then it goes up in value and then you can use it to bounce forward. But if you're mad about it, angry, it shouldn't be there. If life should be this way, then you, then you just kind of, you know, pushes you down. Yeah. No, I, I've been through a lot of shit. <laughs> Look, you're still standing, right? So we just oh, want to yeah. encourage all the out there. You might be going through shit. We get it, right? Shit happens. We understand, right? But you're going to bounce back. Just use it. Use the shit to like build this model that you can stand on. Yeah, no, I feel better at 43, almost 44 than I ever have. Uh, so it's been, it's been awesome to, to, you know, oh, cool. have that resiliency. And, and I think uh, it's, it's uh, grown me as a person as well. And I, I obviously I don't want, wish that upon anybody. Like you don't, let's put it this way. You don't have to go through all that shit to, to be emotionally intelligent and resilient and everything. Uh, but it's, uh, you know, there's going to be things that are going to pop up no matter what, especially if you're an entrepreneur or a doctor or practice owner, things of that nature. So I want to segue into a kind of our, our, our final little um, aspect of this. I'm going to, again, tell a little bit of a story and then uh, get your, your thoughts on it, because I think 
you know, I've got a really good friend of mine who's worked his way up uh, in the uh, hedge fund financial services industry uh, to a level that you really couldn't imagine uh, from where he came from. And, uh, you know, we went to undergrad Florida State together. So he's he's obviously educated, but it wasn't like he had this, you know, Ivy League and this MBA and all this. And he's worked himself up through like two massive uh, well-known companies. And now he heads up and, you know, he's he's smart. He's not off the charts smart. He works really hard. So I'll give him like he's a, a very hard worker, but he is off the charts with emotional intelligence. And that's where he's been able to work up through companies, even though his his uh, CV or resume maybe doesn't look like some of the others. Right. And it's been impressive to see he's my age. Uh, you know, it's just been pretty cool. Uh, and I think, uh, you know, I would say he was definitely naturally gifted with emotional intelligence. And I think there are people like that, but for this, for the person that maybe wasn't like myself, right. Uh, and there's a lot of people out there that aren't necessarily off the charts with the emotional intelligence. Um, what can they do to start the process? Cause I, I know you and I are on the same agreement that they can get much better at it. I've, I've gotten a lot better at it. Uh, as well over the years. And I'm going to, it's a continual process for me, but what are some of, again, I know it's not a, a how to thing, but is it just like starting to gain awareness of it? Like where, where do they even start to really get on this journey? Cause it is probably a journey. It, it is complete journey. And, and Kevin, it's this whole idea. If you can name it, you can tame it. Mm -hmm. Right. When you can name your emotions, you can start to tame them. So, and I can tell you, Kevin, I've been on this journey. So probably about 15 years ago, filled up what we call a feelings wheel. And, and we've got it as part of like all of our curriculum and everything. And I put it on my phone. Every hour, my phone would just put a, I would just put an alarm and I would just ask myself the question, okay, what am I feeling? Mm -hmm. Right? Because I realized it kept, I either felt mad, sad, or glad. But honestly, those are all secondary emotions. Do I feel mad or do I feel discouraged or do you feel depressed or do I feel alone? Right? Mm -hmm. And the, the more specific I can get with my language, because your brain just starts to work on specifics. But I think awareness really is that first step. It's like, what actually am I feeling? And, and this is idea I feel because I think. And here's the best coaching, okay? Get aware with it. And you go, okay, I feel this because I think this. So the other day, I just woke up. And I think I was in um, Reading, Pennsylvania during an event. And Kevin, I just woke up and I just felt sad. And I was like, I just, okay, I just I feel sad, right? And I'm like, I drink my coffee. And I'm like, okay, and you feel sad because you think what? And I'm like, okay, I think I'm all alone. I think I'm in this all alone. And I was like, okay, it's totally true. Well, no, I got a great wife, got a great team, great clients. And I just started dissecting what I thought. And like that, the feeling left. Yeah. Because your feelings are based on your thinking. They're just information. So become aware. But that's a little coaching, a quick coaching technique that like docs can use today, right? I feel this because I think this. Okay, let's dissect that, that thinking. And if you change your thinking, your feelings change. Yeah. Right. Cause nothing has meaning except the meaning you give it. So you got time for a quick story. I do. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, real, real quick. So I was going to the Virginia nursing association. I guess I just told who they were. Hopefully these ladies aren't listening, but I was there signing books. It did get fed. And I had this one nurse come up to me and she goes, Dennis, just went through a divorce. My life is over. I got this. I got this. I just can't. And my heart went up. I said, well, hold on just 10 minutes. Let me finish signing the books and let me chat with you. So my heart went up to it. Kevin, five minutes later, I had another nurse come and said, Dennis, I just got a divorce. I'm so excited. I'm going back to school. My life is free. I got, and I was like, wow, the same event, two different people, 
who's right? Yeah. They both are. Because right? whatever it means to you is true to you. Mm-hmm. And so it's this idea of like these things happen. What does it mean to you? How do I feel about it? How do I think about it? And that's just some quick, quick coaching that'll kind of help people because um, you really do, you, you hit the nail on the head. It's like a lot of people, they don't even know how they feel about anything. Yeah, that's why I like you know, that. How, how can you manage it, right? How can you, you know, yeah. how can you do that if you don't even know? That's like the um, the AA concept. I remember uh, reading it in Dr. Manuel Ashrock's book about burnout, and it's the concept of think, think, think. And essentially, right. the first the first think is the the random thought that comes in your head. You know, and I I do a lot with meditation and 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 mindfulness, and it's been it, it's been fascinating to realize like I lived a big part of my life not even realizing what my brain was thinking was just random thoughts right so the the first think is just that random one that comes up that has no meaning the second think is realizing that that's a random thing you know and say okay and then the third is what's the new thought that i'm going to have around that that's reality right <laughs> and that's kind of another way of saying what you just said and, and applying that and you know i have it like I'll, 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 you know, this morning we're recording this uh, at eight fifteen Eastern. Uh, I start patients at nine, uh, nine to twelve, just jam packed. I've got two coaching calls. I got to hop on for for clients that are dealing with some stuff, and that eats up. I got I, I have a thirty minute break where I'll eat some food. Then I'm two to six with patients. Then I come home and 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 the kids until seven thirty. It's it's just like a long day. I've been up at five a.m. Already got an hour's worth of work. I had an hour and a half of kid, and I remember th- this morning when I was sipping on my coffee at five thirty, just was like, "God, this is just going to be a long fucking day. Like this sucks. This is going to be long." And I just, but I caught myself and I said, "No, like I, I'm going to enjoy. I always enjoy doing the podcast." And I was like, "And I'm just going to take the podcast and not even worry about anything else." And then I'm, and then once I get into patient care, like I'm not going to think about anything else. You know. I just kind of to digest the day in a specific thing instead of this long daunting thing. And then I'll, I'll leave it with this. I learned this from a very long distance runner uh, that would uh-huh. say in the mantra that he would have was, um, I'm going to sleep in my own bed tonight. I'm going to sleep in my own bed tonight. I'm going to be comfortable. You know, and, and as the, as the suck was happening all day, he's like, I'm going to fall asleep in my bed tonight. It's going to be great. And that's sometimes I set myself to is like, I'll, I'll be sleeping in my bed tonight and it'll be wonderful. Right. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> exactly. So, uh, but yeah, I just think, you know, it's just, it's being aware, like you said, is, is a huge step. Uh, and then I think it's digesting great information. And I know one of the things that you've put together is a, a little masterclass for them and we're going to um, put the link in the show notes, but can you just describe what they're going to get out of this little free masterclass? Okay, so here's the thing, Kevin. We we realize there are three lies that people believe about emotions, and those are the three lies that actually get, keep them stuck in not moving their practice forward, not even in not moving their personal life forward. So what we did, my wife and I got together, and we, if Kevin, it's only 15 minutes, right? Because I know docs are like, right, everybody's super busy, just like you. You don't have, you know, an hour to go watch a class, right? But you got 15 minutes during lunch. Yeah. And so we just created 15 minutes, and it's three lies. And then the three things you can do with about those lies, all right? So and they're probably, they're very simple ones that you're probably already thinking yourself and they're actually not true. But when you believe something to be true, it's true to you. So we kind of expose the three lies and then we give you three practical strategies. Go do this 
it, you're going to increase your emotional intelligence and really grow your practice and grow your life. So it's a masterclass, only 15 minutes. Yeah, that's awesome. Easy to digest and get some action-packed information out of it. You know, and it was like, I, I recorded a solo episode uh, that came out a couple of weeks before this, Will, and, um, and it was just titled Stories and Excuses. And I made it more chiropractic specific, but in our society, we just have, we're just making up a lot of stories and excuses for our lot in life. And in chiropractors, have done that as well. And, and I'm just kind of realize, you know, and again, it's been part of my journey as well, because I still have stories and excuses. So I'm not here on my, you know, ivory tower saying I don't, but I'm at least recognizing that I do. And I'm trying to tackle those as they come along uh, and, and improve consistently. And I think that's something that you've uh, helped us with today uh, during this episode is that uh, there's a lot of thoughts going on in your head you can get a whole lot better. And then once that happens and you, you kind of write the ship for yourself, then you'll be much better uh, externally to your patients, to your team members, to your family, to your friends, and ultimately um, have a, have a operating system, right? Cause you're not going to solve it all. End us on that on like the operating system you're trying to create for people. Yeah. So, so Kevin, I just wanted to tell you, First of all, I thought it was just therapists who had the problem of like making excuses and telling stories. And it's really nice to know chiropractors have that same problem that we have. So I'm, I'm excited about that, right? That, hey, we're not alone. Just as therapists, that chiropractic docs have that. And yeah, and I think that's the key, right? It's like, you're going to develop a whole new operating system. And for you to go to the next level in your practice, it's a whole new operating system. Not just like some of the practice of how you market, but how you think about patients and how you think about your practice and every level that you go up to, you need a new operating system. So just don't get the practice and the how-tos. I mean, get all the how-tos, you know, on marketing from you know, MCM, do all of the stuff Kevin tells you to do, but also look at your mental operating system, your emotional operating system and continue to grow that because they're kind of hand in hand, right? It's like get the head knowledge and get the heart knowledge and then you go forward. So you need an operating system for both. Absolutely. That's why I love the podcast because it's a great, um, supplement to what we do when we, you know, we coach on business and, and marketing stuff that's really specific to chiropractic, but then being able to have experts like yourself on certain things that, uh, I'm in no way an expert in, uh, is, is great. So they have resources to supplement what, what we're doing. So I highly recommend checking out that masterclass. Again, I'll put the link in the show notes and all the social media posts that we do on it. Dennis, I really appreciate your, your time again. Are, am I going to see you in December in strategic coach? I'm, I wouldn't miss it. Perfect. Have a great one. All right. Bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. And if you want to make the shift from busy, broke, and broken to time-free and cash-confident, or you just want to continue with the exponential growth, check us out at modernchiropracticmarketing.com. Look at the MCM Mastery tab, watch the short video on there, and check out what we are doing now for evidence-informed chiropractors. We are equal parts coaching and marketing done for you. Yes, you shoot some videos. We help you with campaign strategies and ideas and really become a thought leader in your community. You shoot those videos, you send them to us. We produce, edit, and brand them to you. Then we distribute them through all of your channels. We also take them and we turn it into one good blog per month. And every other month, we have Darcy Sullivan producing a robust blog with a topic that you pick from her database to help with your SEO. So we essentially become your content marketing agency to make sure your practice is always having ethical, elegant content marketing to help grow your practice. 
On the coaching side, we also help you with everything from marketing ideas to business, communications, finances, anything practice growth, and really try to help prevent you from being stuck on that island. And we hold you accountable. We have a great group of doctors that are just doing amazing things. And we look forward to help you out to take that next step in your practice. So again, check us out at modernchiropracticmarketing.com and learn more.